0: Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So, today, we're going to talk about whether or not something worked and why you have people who you would think would be in favor of it and saying that it would work, saying that it doesn't. Um, And we're going to go through it. Now, I know a lot of people already have preconceived notions of this particular piece of legislation. And as soon as I start talking, you're going to want to... uh, Throw statistics up. Hold them till the end, please. Okay, so here's the message. I just saw somebody say we need to ban all semi-auto rifles because the assault weapons ban didn't work. I thought that was just a gun nut talking point. How did it not work? There are three types of people in the world when it comes to guns. Pro-gun, anti-gun, and those who understand how firearms work. If you understand how firearms work, you know there is no way that the assault weapons ban was successful. Um, Like I said, I know you've got your studies. Just wait. Um, to, To really grasp this, you have to understand what the assault weapons ban did and did not do. So, let's start with what it didn't do. It didn't take anything off the street. Okay, So, every assault weapon, every AR, every AK that was there in 93, well, it was there in 94, 95, and 96. Right? So, if the prevalence of these types of weapons, if that had something to do with the frequency of incidents, well, you would expect it to run flat, which is kind of what it did, right? It actually trended down a little bit. Um, The problem comes in when you have to explain the hundreds of thousands of new ARs that were sold during the ban. New ones. New production. The assault weapons ban did not stop production of the AR platform. It did not stop production of the AK platform or any of the other ones. The assault weapons ban regulated firearms based on cosmetic accessories, basically. Uh, So, your standard AR has a flash suppressor, a bayonet lug, and then many have a telescoping stock. Those were three features that were listed in the assault weapons ban as things that if a semi-automatic rifle had these well then it was an assault weapon so what did they do they removed those features no longer had a telescopic stock didn't have a flash suppressor and it didn't have a bayonet lug but the rifle itself the receiver everything else was still there it's a weapon with the exact same firepower takes the same magazines fires just as quickly was still being sold to drive the point home go to Google and uh, type in AR pre-ban versus VS post-ban and click images what you're gonna get is a series of images that have two pictures There's one rifle right on top of the of the other, right? And if you're not a gun person, you're going to look at those and say, those are the same thing. I'm looking at the same picture. They're not. The, the post-ban one will be missing the flash suppressor and the bayonet lug. Um, hundreds of thousands. More. More on the market. Same thing with the AK. I'm going to put a link to a video down below. It'll be in the, uh, the comment section, the first comment. I'll pin it. It's from the 90s. It is super cheesy, um, and it is definitely like a right-wing pro-gun. Um, but it's really good because there are two scenes in it you should watch. It's a relatively short video. Um, one of the scenes, there are three rifles sitting there. One is a fully automatic AK, okay? So that's when you pull the trigger, bullets come out until you let go of the trigger. The next one is a semi-automatic AK. Pull the trigger, one bullet comes out. You have to release the trigger, pull it again for another bullet to come out. Okay, that's the civilian version. That is what most people would call an assault weapon. And then there's a hunting rifle sitting there that is also semi-automatic. The guy shoots all three. And then there's the twist, where he tells you that the hunting rifle is an AK. It just looks like a hunting rifle. Because of the way the AK was designed, they were able to use different stocks and mask it even more. But the same weapon, with the same firepower, firing just as quickly, was still available during the ban. New production, new guns coming out. That particular video is good because if you don't know anything about guns, there's a scene where he removes the covers from the one that looks like the fully automatic AK, the one that you would say is an assault weapon, and the one that looks like a hunting rifle. Pulls them up and you can look into the receiver, which is the engine of the rifle, and you see that they're identical. You can literally pull parts out of one and put them in the other if you wanted to. The other scene that's in it that's worth watching is where he takes a Mini-14, which is one that we've talked about on the channel, not quite as popular when you're talking about the media and their coverage, and in front of your eyes, he transforms it. Um, So, because of that, because of the fact that there were more guns, hundreds of thousands of more guns of this type, on the market during the ban I don't know that anybody wants to say that there is a causative relationship between the increase or decrease of uh, incidents because it would by most studies by the way most studies counted the numbers do trend slightly down during the ban that would imply that more guns means less shootings. And I, I don't think anybody believes that. Okay. So, that's before the ban. During the ban. What about after the ban? Huge, huge spike in production. Massive. mass Like, it, it's, it is unreal. So, there's a couple years where it's normal. And then... Oh, I want to say it starts in 2007, but it really heats up 2008, 2009, when Obama got elected. The numbers just shoot through the roof of production of rifles. And then you see spikes that occur in 2012, 2016. I'm willing to bet there will be one in 2020 as well, because it's a political thing. I am certain that right now, the sell, uh, the sales of ARs are through the roof. People are out there buying them left and right because of what just happened. And the concern is that there's going to be legislation against it. So you have a whole bunch of new ones entering the market right now. Now, the question here is, why did this happen, right? Why was there this giant spike right afterward? During the ban, there was uh, just a massive push to equate any kind of legislation with true tyranny and to basically cast those who owned ARs as patriots, and you still hear this today. When I talk about the toxic gun culture, it started during the ban, Some would say because of the ban. I don't know that I believe that. I think the ban was a catalyst and gun rights groups used it to push a bunch of bad propaganda. So it increased in popularity because of the ban. So a whole bunch of people started buying more and more and more. When you look at the production of the rifles, it just shoots up about four years after the ban ends. And then it stays high, but spikes around election time. In 2016, I want to say there were just more than 4 million rifles produced in the United States, and I think 61% of them were ARs. That's a lot. Okay, so as far as those statistics that you were going to post, it's Ben and Jerry's. I know that any time Ben and Jerry's has a good sales month, a whole bunch of people are going to drown. And it's not that Ben and Jerry go out there to their pool and hold people underwater to celebrate their record-breaking sales. It's that it's summer. It's correlation, not causation. There isn't a causative link because there's more guns. There were more of this type of weapon On the market, in civilian hands, during the ban, than before the ban. But then we have after the ban. And because of this fact, people like to kind of extrapolate and say, well, there's not a causative link between the massive surge in production and the massive frequency increase that we're seeing right now. Yeah, I'm not not sure about that. Um... It seems to me that because of the just overwhelming numbers that are being produced now, the AR is the most popular rifle in the United States at the moment. They're in a lot of homes and they're in a lot of places and in a lot of hands of people that probably wouldn't have had them back in the 80s and 90s. Um, Because of that toxic culture that developed during the ban, pushing it and propagandizing it, and basically using it as a tool so you can feel safe. They motivated people by fear. And every time people talk about banning it, they go out and buy more. Why? For the same reason Republicans all have my pillow. They're doing it to own the libs. And then, a few months later, they realize, ah, maybe I shouldn't have dropped $600 on that rifle. And it enters the secondary market. Um, I, I can't say that what's happening now isn't causative. I can't say that it is. My gut tells me that it's a piece of a larger issue involving increased use of social media, a lot of fear mongering, people falling into echo chambers and stuff like that, and it's all working together to create the situation that we have right now. I don't think that this is a single issue type thing. I think there are more there are more factors to this than people want to admit. Um, so that that's my gut though. the The stuff during the ban and before that, that's hard data. You can look all that up. Uh, But afterward, we see a giant increase. And it does kind of track with a pretty substantial increase in frequency. But I think there are other factors at play beyond just access to it. Don't get me wrong, the access is not helping. But I think at this point, Pandora's box is opened. And if you were to switch out and make all of the ARs disappear... I think you'd have the same issue, but there would be different weapons used. Um, But again, that part, from the end of the ban on, that's gut. So take that with a grain of salt. But this is why you have people on all ends of this discussion. If they really understand firearms, about the only thing that they can agree on is that the assault weapons ban didn't work. I mean, this is a person who is obviously in favor of gun control. They're saying to ban every semi-automatic in the U.S. Um, And the reason they're saying to go to that step is because the assault weapons ban was a failure because it only regulated the cosmetic features. Uh, Now, on the other side of the spectrum, you have pro-gun people saying, well, don't reenact the assault weapons ban. It was a failure. Why would you want to duplicate it? Um... So that, that's about the only thing that you're going to have pro-gun, anti-gun, people who understand firearms actually agree on is that this didn't work. No matter what metric you're using, it didn't work. Your statistics are all based on correlation. In fact, most of them say correlative. Um, I have yet to see anything that attempts to show a causal relationship and it's been a long time. You would think, with as much money as in the lobbying for this, you'd probably see one by now. But you can't, because if you get into the causal aspects of it, you have to admit that there were more of them on the street that were low-intermediate power, box-magazine-fed, semi-automatic rifles that were used. Some of... The studies that get cited are kind of intentionally misleading because they say, well, it wasn't an assault weapon used during the ban, even though it was an AR. It was just missing the flash suppressor and bayonet lug, telescoping stock, so it didn't fit the legal definition of an assault weapon. Um, I've only seen a couple that that go that route. That, to me, is like super shady. (laughs) So that's your answer. How did it not work? It didn't actually stop the type of weapon that people think it stopped from going onto the street. There were more during the ban than before. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.